Good morning, everybody. How's everyone doing? Love you. Let's go to the Lord. Let's praise Him. Let's give Him glory. Let's give God the honor this morning that He deserves. You know, we go through life and we honor people, we honor things, you honor the government, you honor religion, you honor, we honor all kinds of things, our bosses at work. But do we really give God? God is God. God is God over everything. Do we give God the honor he deserves? So if we give, you know, a, a, this much honor to man, we should give, you know, this much. I mean, I can't even measure it. Honor to God and this morning. We're giving honor to God. So good to be with you guys. <clears throat> he is Lord. He he has risen from the dead, and he is Lord. Every knee shall bow, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ Lord. He's alive. He's alive. He's alive this morning. He's alive always. Lord, you, you're alive. You have risen from the dead and you're alive. You can bet one day every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Jesus is Lord. You know, one day, one day, when the Lord comes back in a white horse, burning fiery eyes with a tongue that slays the dragon, every, every knee shall bow. Every knee, and every tongue confess. These are knees uh, that did not uh, praise God, did not uh, love God. They, they ignored God. They shunned God. These are, these are mouths that will confess of people that blasphemy God. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess. Not just the Christians, but God is saying everyone. They will know that He is Lord when He returns. But you know, you and I, you and I know that God, Jesus is Christ. Jesus is King. That God is Lord. You and I know that. And, you know, that's not something we can take for granted. It's something we have to thank God, get on our faces and say, God, I don't know why you chose me. God, I'm not worthy. God, who am I? Have you seen what I've done in my past? Do you know some of the things I think? Do you know how broken that I am, even though I'm, I'm complete in you because I'm your child? But God, why me? You ever thought about that? I do. I think about it. But, you know, then I go, God, I can't answer that question, but now I'm going to bask in your love and in your favor, 
and in your glory and in your power. And that's what we're doing this morning. Good morning, everybody. Philip, Lori, Denise, good to have you guys. I'm going to have a little sip of my coffee here oh. from my last evangelist mug, a cup of, oh, you are someone's last evangelist, a cup of truth. All right, there you go. All right, what are we talking about this morning? Um, well, you know, before we talk about anything this morning, I want to bring Shanita on real quick just to uh, say hi uh, if she's out there when she does show up. Um, but before we, I bring her on, I, I do want to say a, a few things here. All right. Now, you may have seen in the caption, in the thumbnail, that it says Christians should be stones and not stone. All right. I'm going to say that again. Christians should be stones and not stoned. And we're going to talk about that and find out exactly what that uh, might mean. Uh, but I want to uh, bring um, uh, Shanita on this morning. Uh, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am a living stone. Is that You're a living stone. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Christians should be stones and not stoned. Uh, we're, we're going to talk about that, Shanita. If we're stoned on anything, we should be stoned on the Holy Spirit, right? I Hey, I, but before we get started, um, I want to talk a little bit about the ministry. You know, we're at the point where I'm, it's you and I, and we've got a few people that have been helping us. Mm -hmm. Thank God. I mean, there's some of those warriors out there. Yeah. But we're asking God for more help, more warriors that'll help us continue uh, preaching the gospel. And folks, there's a lot of people preaching the gospel, but... I believe God brings people together in certain ministries to support mm -hmm. and pray for one another. Uh, but this morning, I want to ask you guys if you know of anybody, or maybe you might be willing to um, to uh, not just support us financially, but to help us. There's things that need to be done, you know, like making phone calls, writing letters. Uh, we handwrite letters to people. I know Shelly's been doing that. She's been amazing, Shanita. Uh, people that can help with social media. Um, We've got Last Evangelist episode two coming out, which is about the vaccine, um, and we need people to help help us market it. Uh, Shanita, you want to add anything to that? I was just reflecting this week on how thankful I am for people with giving hearts, and I mean, people have given of their time and their expertise, and we've even had accountants who've been willing to donate their services. So uh, wow. we're, we're so, so blessed, and I'm, I'm very grateful. We and are. Because people we... can't come in on set and volunteer, they can still do so many things, maybe even more remotely from home. Okay. And even so, if they're not a computer literate person, there's still ways they can serve. So. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So if anybody wants to help serve in this ministry, um, can they call you at 844-806-0006? Uh, Sure. Or there's uh, on the site, davidhevner.tv slash volunteer. Okay. davidhevner.tv slash volunteer. Okay. All right. Good. All right. Great. We're going to bring you back in just a little bit. I appreciate you. I love you. Stay stoned. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay a stone. Yeah. Stay a stone. All right. God bless you. All right, everybody. Let's get into it. What are we talking about this morning? I want to talk to you about stones being a stone. This is not a joke. It's a very serious matter. You know, I made a joke about we should be stones and not stone, but this is a very serious matter to God. And this is why I want to bring it forth. I believe God's given me this word I want to share with you. 
Why do we struggle? Are we supposed to struggle as Christians? Yes. I mean, supposed means that when you read scripture, you'll see uh, anyone that amounted to, uh, to a hill of beans or their weight in salt uh, was persecuted, uh, had troubles, had, uh, they had struggles. So yes, but we have joy within that. But have you ever wondered, I'm a child of God, and yet I struggle. I mean, I struggle more than people that don't love God. And why do people that don't love God, matter of fact, hate God, blasphemy God, why do they prosper more than me, God? Okay. And I'm your child. But why, Lord? I'm your child. Do the evil excel? Do, do, do the... But the godly struggle. We're going to talk about this morning. Because we, as God's people, have been chipped. Chipped meaning, I don't mean a chip going in you. I'm talking about injured, broken, chipped, and maybe not even know it. We've been saved, and we've walked along the road, and we've seen deliverance, but we've still got, we're still chipped. And we're not complaining, Lord. We're thankful. We ask you, Lord, to reveal your truth this morning to us. We are not a complaining people. We love you, and we accept everything you give us, and we're so thankful for what you have given us. But we're asking for more, Lord, because we hunger for truth. So I prayed to God. I said, God, show me something. Why, I, you know, I talk to so many people throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year that have so many issues, myself included. And I say, God, your people, your people are so broken. Your people are struggling. Your people are hurting. God, show me something. Show me. And God said, a wall. I said, what? He said, a wall. And here's the answer. This is what God showed me. You see, in the early part of America, the early settlers came over and they built houses. And they built these stone houses. And many, many stone houses built back in those early days of the settlers were built out of stones, but they had no concrete. They had no mud. They didn't use mud. They didn't use cement. But they used stones. And these stones had nothing in between them, but yet they stood the test of time. Matter of fact, these stone houses are even standing today through the centuries. You can't knock them down. But yet they have nothing to glue the stones together. But you see, these stones that, that these settlers used were very specific stones. They knew what kind of stone they needed to use to build that wall. And this is what I want to talk about, about God's stones, about God's house. You see, these stones that the settlers used, they knew what to look for. They were very specific and they were hand-selected because one bad stone would make the whole wall fall down. Each stone supported the other stone. And God is building his home. In my father's house are many mansions. 
I'm going to talk about that. See, you are a stone. God's living stone. You and I are God's living stone in God's house, which he is building. Let's go to 1 Peter 2, 4. 1 Peter 4 through 8. 1 Peter 4. Actually, 1 Peter 4. Uh, 1 Peter 2, 4. Sorry, 4 and 5. 1 Peter 2, 4 and 5. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, who is him? Him is Jesus. Jesus is the living stone. He is the cornerstone. But look at verse 5. You also, you, me, also like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to a holy priesthood. Let me say that again. You, me, also like living stones. We are living stones being built into a spiritual house. What house? God's house. I've had people say, David, I'm so excited. I built me a brand new house. Being in Hollywood, they, they've got this multi-million dollar mansions. Come see my house, David. Let me tell you something. These houses in Hollywood, these mansions, these stars have, these rich people have, that nothing will compare with God's home. God's home is holy. It's eternal. It's made by the hands of God. You're built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Offering special sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Not only are you a perfect stone selected by God, but you and I are royalty to God. I want you to say that. I want you to say, I am God's royalty. Say it. Say it with me, please. I am God's royalty. If you look at man's royalty, the king, the queen, God forbid to worship people like that. But if you look at man's structure, royalty, you'll see how they adhere and how they bow and how they submit well, how much more should we adhere, bow, and submit to the living God? We are God's royalty. Not only that, how much should people bow and submit to us? Ooh, David, you just hit a nerve in my tooth. People bows to us? Uh, if we have time, I'm going to talk about it. Otherwise, I'm going to talk about it next week. Yes, people should bow to us. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why people should bow to us. Because people that don't know God are either demon-possessed or demon-oppressed, and those demons need to bow to God's people. Let me say it again. Anyone that doesn't know God is either demon-oppressed or demon-possessed. You cannot be an empty vessel. It is impossible. So therefore, if you, if you're out there listening to me, you don't know God, you have a demon in you or around you occupying and or controlling and leading and guiding. Therefore, when people like that, they uh, demons must bow to the living God. And at that point, of course, we cast them out. So that's why 
We are royalty. You and I. First Peter 2, 6, 7, and 8. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Who is him? Him is Jesus Christ. See, God is building his house. You and I are stones, but what's the cornerstone? The cornerstone is, is what holds everything together because he is Lord. Verse 8, and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. The stumble, they stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. Ouch. There's two kinds of people, folks. God is, and he said this in scripture, he's going to line up to his left the goats, to his right the sheep. Basically, the goats go to hell, the sheep go to heaven. I, I know that's a very simplistic way to put it, but that's just the way it is. Depart from me, I never knew you goats. Because my son made you stumble. Why? Because you did not accept the gospel of my son. You see, that's why people come against you. That's why people hate you as Christians. Because they can't stand the stone. They reject the word of the living God. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the word of the living God. You just happen to be in the way. You just happen to be a stone that's in the house that they don't want to see built. Lori says, I am God's royalty. Paul says, our one and only exclusive God, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Amen. This is why. This is why you struggle. This is why I struggle. You see, when a plane goes higher, because they know they're going to meet resistance, they need to go higher so they can get out of the turbulence. But have you ever noticed being in a plane, when it starts to go higher, they'll tell you to buckle your seatbelts? Because they have to go through resistance. See? To get higher, you have resistance. You and I hunger for truth. Every week, we hunger to go higher. Well, do you think you're going to do that without resistance? No, the devil doesn't want you to do that. The devil doesn't want you to have wisdom. So that's why you have resistance, because you, you're hungering for truth. See, the ones that don't believe, they may prosper in this flesh, but they stumble spiritually, eternally. But you're, you are God's precious stone, hand-selected by God. Just like the settlers used to make those early homes. But this morning, we're going to look at our stone and go, God, am I the stone that needs to be? Or do I have, am I defected, def uh, defective? Do I need, am I chipped? Now, I don't mean you're not going to heaven. That's what I'm saying. But sometimes life comes along and, th and, 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 and throws us for a loop. We get chipped. We get broken. And the stone just... Seems to rock a little bit, doesn't it? And we're praying this morning that everyone is going to be molded to the per perfect stone that God intended.
See, Satan comes in, he tries to break us. He doesn't want this wall to stand. He doesn't want God's wall to stand. Jesus said, they hated me, they will hate you. And many of us, we, we, we've been attacked through the years. And let me tell you something. If you've gone through abuse, and I know many of you have, I've gone through it as a child. And I know many of you have gone through as a child. If you've gone through abandonment, if you've gone through any kind of abuse, if you're struggling with addiction, struggling with loneliness, you see, this is an attack of the enemy. This enemy doesn't want you to be God's perfect stone. He wants you to be broken so you don't fit in the wall. You see what I'm saying? But with this family, where you are now, each and every one of you, you fit into this wall. See, why? Because we all admit our imperfections. We all admit that our stones are not perfect. The problem with religion, people go to church and there is no more altar, like I said, so there's no more repentance. So everyone in this religious system is chipped, they're broken, their wall can't stand up. This is not God's house. You look at most churches, it is not God's home. God forbid some of these things these preachers talk about or don't talk about. God help you to call yourself a preacher and stand in the pulpit and never mention the assassination against children, never bring up abuse, never admit that you struggle with addiction just like everyone else. God help you. Because I won't be able to in, those la in that last final hour. I'll be busy standing before God, giving an account of myself. Preacher, I hope you're listening to me. You have a responsibility in that pulpit. Don't take up space. Get out if you can't tell the truth. Get out if you will not speak what God tells you to speak, which means you will probably offend half the people in the congregation. I remember the first time I started a church under the Baptist Association. I, you know, I'm a pretty good speaker. And I, and I, and I, you know, was speaking all these Joel Osteen kind of sermons, you know, real syrupy, really good, making people feel good. And then, you know, the church is growing. And then, but I wasn't feeling really good. There was something wrong. I said, well, what's wrong with me? And God said, uh, what are you doing? I said, I'm building my church. He said, I know you're building your church, David but you're not building my church. You're not putting up my walls. You're not building my house. You're building your house. I said, God, God, forgive me. I got on my knees right there. I mean, I was so broken, folks. I was so broken. I said, God, you gave me a responsibility and I have I turned my back on you, God. Would you forgive me? And I got on my knees. I remember that was an early Sunday morning. God said, I forgive you, son. You know that. I forgive you. I love you. I said, God, then show me what I'm to do. Show me what I'm to do. It's Sunday morning. I've got about two hours, and I'm going to be standing in front of over 100 people. What do I do, God? God said, you tell the truth. I said, okay, but that's pretty big. Can you help me out a little bit? <laughs> and you know, God said to me, I don't know if you all can relate to this. God said, 
David, that, that sermon you prepared this morning, throw it in the garbage can because it's not for me. It came from your head, not your heart. I said, okay, God. And I threw everything in the garbage can. I said, now what do I do? He says, do nothing. He said, I will give you the words which you will speak. Folks, I stood up in front of all those people with no words in front of me, no words in my head, just waiting on God to speak to me. At that very moment, did I believe God was going to speak to me? You bet. Did I have this little voice saying he's not going to speak? You bet. Satan was trying to come and deceive me. Have you all ever done that before? Have you ever just asked God for help? And there's doesn't seem like there's any chance to be helped, but you're just waiting on God. Have you done that? Lori, amen. Sarah, thank you. Ronald, wow. So I stood in front of over 100 people. You have to remember, these people were used to me preaching these nice, cute little sermons to make them feel good. Power, love, oh yeah, we're going to get that new house, whatever. I said, I just stood up, and I remember my eyes started watering. I looked out over the people, and they looked at me, and they could tell something was happening. And I said, you know, many, many people are going to go to hell. And probably many of them are sitting in this room this morning. What? God, did I just say that? Many people are going to hell, and a lot of them are sitting in this room this morning. All of a sudden, whoa, you could have heard a pin drop. I said, if you haven't repented. I'm going to say it again. Many people, many are called, few are chosen. It's scriptural. Many people are going to hell. And perhaps many of them are in this room this morning, unless you've repented. Wow. Wow. And then I went on to preach the words God gave me about repentance. You see, three months later, my church, my congregation, had dwindled down to seven people. Those seven people, I believe, were the ones, many are called, few are chosen, that were going to heaven. I don't know what happened to the rest of them. I know they got offended. I know that after that sermon that Sunday morning, they didn't come up to me and shake my hand, pat me on the back and say, great sermon, Brother David. I didn't get that. They were just quiet and they faded away. But you know what? I felt good because I did what God told me to do. Many of you are broken and you don't fit in. And I want to give you a story um, about when I was a child. I think I may have shared this with you. I was 11 years old and I was in Miss Hayes, Hazelton's art class. And we painted and we're, we were creative. You know, I'm a musician. Uh, actor, filmmaker. I, God's given me a, a talent of creativity, and uh, I want to use it for him now like I've never used it before, and I haven't really used it the way I need in my past years, but I've repented. Um, by the way, are you guys creative? I want to hear see that in chat. Do you paint? Do you act? Do you dance? Um, sing? Whatever. Let me know what you do. Um, but I was 11 years old, and I was in Miss Hazel Hazelton's art class, and uh, you see, the way it was back in the 
60s and the 70s, especially the 60s, is it wasn't cool for men, for guys, for boys to be creative, to sing in choirs or to paint or to do anything that was artistic. Uh, a macho guy was wearing a leather jacket and or playing on the sports football or basketball team. Do you know what I'm saying? If you were creative, you were considered a wimp, a misfit. And plus I wore glasses, so they called me four eyes. So they picked on me in the art class because we had bullies in the art class. They were there because they had to take the class. They were forced to, but they shouldn't have been there because all they did was pick on the girls. They picked on me and a couple other guys that were very artistic and, and also sensitive. Usually artistic people are sensitive. But I'll never forget, and I'll mention his name. I didn't for years, but his name is Joe Getty, and he was a bully. And these kids were like, they were losers, basically. They were, remember, welcome back, Cotter, the sweat hogs. I mean, they were just goofing off. They didn't care about whatever. But I was in Miss Heseltine's art class, and I loved to paint. I loved to, to do things artistic. And I always looked for that class, to be in that class. But when I got into the class, uh, every, every you know, day I would take it, each time I would take it, they would pick on me and shove me around. And I remember... I painted this nice picture and it wasn't even dry. It was still wet. And I wanted to take it up and show it to the class because Miss Hazelton called me up and I was so proud of this picture. And on my way up to the front of the class, this, this bully, Joe Getty, stuck out his leg and tripped me and I fell and the paint went all over the floor and got on my face. And I'll never forget how the kids laughed at me. They laughed at me. And all the bullies, they always look at each other to get approval once they do something stupid. And all of a sudden, something took me over. God said, David, you're not going to let this, this Goliath mess with you anymore. It's going to end right here and now. David, not only are you standing up for you, but you're standing up for the other kids in the class who get picked on. I said, Lord, what do you want? He said, stand up. So I stood up and I've told this story, but I need to tell it again because it's important for you. Now we're dealing spiritually here, but the spiritual took a hold of the flesh. So I hope you can follow along with me. I'm a little kid. Joe Getty's about two feet taller than me. And I stood up and I said, stand up. He was sitting down. I had pain all over my face. And he said, what? I said, you stand up. And I was shaking and I was crying. He got up, started laughing. And I said, this is going to end right here and now. It's not going to go any further, demon. I didn't say demon, but I'm saying it now because that was a demon that was occupying the man, the boy. You see, I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming the demon that was controlling him. And this is what happens with bullies. Demons control them. And my little hand went flying right across his face. And it humiliated him in front of the class. They laughed at him. Now, I can tell you right now why I knew it was God, because my fist barely hit him and didn't even hurt him. Because he even said, hey, that didn't hurt. He was trying to tell everybody that didn't even hurt. It didn't matter. He was humiliated. The demon was taken down through humiliation. And from that point on, he didn't bother anybody. The demon left people alone. And why am I saying this? Because he, this demon, was looking to chip a stone so the stone would not fit into God's wall. So the house could not be built. But God came in. He intervened supernaturally. 
And that's what he does to you. When they come against you, when you've got, listen, let me tell you something. When people come against you, these are demons. Do I mean people are demons? No, demons are demons, but demons need something to occupy. Listen to me. David, this is pretty hard for a pastor telling me that demons, yes, they either possess people that don't know God or they oppress people that don't know God. And by the way, there's people that know God that are oppressed by demons. But right now, I'm talking about people that come against you. They want to chip you. They don't want God's wall to be built. But here's a message for you. We forgive people, but we never forgive demons. Let me say that again. We forgive people, but we never forgive demons demons. You see, something supernaturally when I was 11 years old happened that I forgave Joe Getty. I forgave him, but I would not forgive the demon that occupied him. What does that mean, David? Forgiving demons. I mean, forgiving people. This is why most of us have walked around chipped, and I want you to listen to me. Because we are forgiving the wrong entities. We are forgiving demons. You don't forgive demons. You can forgive people. Don't forget. You can forgive people, but don't forgive demons. They are not worthy of forgiveness. They cannot go to heaven. They do not deserve our forgiveness. They are going to hell. Matter of fact, they live in hell. Matter of fact, they're from hell. Matter of fact, they're from the, their fathers from hell. The father of hell. And I don't cry for me. I cry for you. I mean, yeah, I hurt too. But I cry for the children that have gone through this horrible abuse and hurt and pain and brokenness. I see men and women at the age of 60, 70, 80 years old, still hurting, still broken, limping through life because of unforgiveness towards people. See, we need to forgive people, but we don't forgive demons. And this is a point I want to make before I move on. There's many good-hearted Christians that believe that we're supposed to go through life just forgiving demons. Ah, forgetting demons. Well, demons and people are the same. No, they're not. They're not the same. Demons are separate entities. I sit with a friend of mine. He's a pastor years ago. I don't know, three years ago, four years ago. He didn't. He says, David, he goes, this thing about demons and people, he goes, you know, when people do bad things, it's just people doing bad things. Demons don't have anything to do with it. I say, excuse me? He said, when people do bad things, they just do bad things. Demons don't have anything to do. I said, what book are you reading? Oh, by the way, he, he didn't even believe in demons. He thought demons were for a time, a purpose, and a place when Jesus walked the face of the earth to make an example. Are you kidding me? Talk to Hollywood. They'll tell you different. Because they make movies about them all the time, even though they glorify them. See, demons want to drag people into hell. And this morning, we're going to understand the difference between a demon and a person. We're talking religion, not relationship. 
We're talking misunderstanding scripture. We're talking uh, that demons want to sell you a passive Jesus, which grows fear. And then misunderstanding of forgiveness. That cultivates abuse. We must understand the power that you and I have, and we have that power. So what do we do with demons, David? Glad you asked. We send them back to hell. Well, no, wait a minute. That's not scriptural. Hang on. Did Jesus send any of them back to hell? Well, let me tell you something. Let me ask you a question. Are you just going to cast out a demon and say, would you just go next door and, and possess and oppress and bug the next door neighbor? Or demon, when I cast you out, uh, would you just kind of go around the corner, you know, go to the next neighborhood? I don't know. I don't care what you do then. But just leave me alone. Folks, come on. Does that make sense? I've had somebody say, well, David, just don't tell them where to go. They'll go wherever they're supposed to. No, I tell a demon where a demon goes. Where does a demon go? He goes back to hell. Because I have the power, you have the power to cast them back into hell. And that's what we do. Government environmental people came to my property one time years ago. Because there was a giant oil spill, or some kind of spill. It was chemicals. But it was bad. It was in California. <clears throat> well, anything you spill on the ground in California, the environmental government will come and check it out and see if you need to go to jail. Uh, spill a glass of Kool-Aid, they'll come and check. They'll tell you you're polluting their soil. Those people are crazy. Um, Anyway, I had a piece of land out there, and there was a spill on it years ago, but they had it recorded in their records. The government of California had it recorded. So they, they finally came out and tested the soil, and they found the soil to be contaminated. And they spent weeks removing this, I don't know, maybe it was a 100 by 100 feet square uh, uh, soil, that went down, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight feet. They had to dig the daggone thing out. And they spent a, a, a week or two digging this thing out and loading it up. And I said, wow, this is taking a lot of time. I mean, you guys are going through a lot of work because soil is contaminated. He goes, sir, this is just the beginning. I said, what do you mean? He said, now that we've got it, Wait till you see what we have to go through to get rid of it. See, see, when soil is contaminated, just digging it up isn't going to do anything because no matter where you drop it, you will contaminate everything else. Do you think it's any different with demons? Demons are contamination. They're spiritual contamination. They're enemies of God. When we cast the demon out, we cast them out and we send them back to hell. He basically had to take that... Uh, uh, that dirt, and they did some process to it, then they had to go do something else to it, then they had to go bury it. They had, it was crazy what they had to do. But they said, if you don't, it'll just cause more problems. See, folks, if we don't deal with demons correctly, then it just, they bring more back with them, and that's scriptural.
But many of us are waiting to be healed in our bodies, but we need to be made whole, be made whole in body, mind, and soul. Remember the woman of blood? He said, your faith has made you whole. And this morning, if you're out there and you're listening, just like me, you're saying, David, things just haven't fit right. Yeah, because you've had demons come against you, and these demons want you chipped. They do not want you as a stone to fit in with the other stones. And this demon is the demon of abuse, the demon of abandonment, the demon of loneliness, the demon of addiction, the demon of unforgiveness. You see, many of us have not forgiven because we've tried to forgive, but it just came right back out on us. And we said, it's hard for me to forgive because it's not doing any good. Really? The reason is we forgive people, not demons. That's why. We have to differentiate between the two. Differentiate between the two. And perhaps you're out there this morning, you're saying, David, I, I, need, I need a word from God this morning. I'm seeking direction. I'm seeking relief from my pain. I, I don't, I don't want to be addicted anymore. I don't want to face this anymore. God's talking to you right now. And he's saying, child, you're my precious stone. And this morning, I'm going to heal you in both body, mind, and spirit. Your stone is going to be made perfect again this morning as you fit in. Because you are so precious in my walk. He is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord. He has risen from the dead. And he is Lord. Every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You know, in Luke 23, Jesus was on the cross and he stood between two men a thief on each side. And one thief hurled insults at him. He said, if you're God, if you're Jesus, if you're the Son of God, why don't you come down off that cross? And why don't you save yourself? And save us too while you're at it. But the thief on the other side looked over at Jesus and said, Jesus, will you remember me when you get to your kingdom? And Jesus looked over at him, I believe, and he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. You see, God 
God is a mender of stones, even with his last breath on the cross. He mended a stone. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Right now, where you are, get on your knees. We all have altars. If God leads you, get on your knees. And say, God, I know that I'm your stone. But God, I need some healing. I need to be mended. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Right now, there's stones being completely mended all across the world. Stones that will now fit perfectly into God's wall, into God's house. Addictions broken. Abuse is healed. Complete forgiveness. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess. That Jesus Christ is Lord. This morning we're going to have an altar call. This morning, remember the old-fashioned altar calls. If you're looking for healing, and if you've been healed, I want you just to stand up right now before God. Maybe you've said out there, David, I don't know God, but I want to know him. Right now where you are, you say, God, I believe that your son died for me on the cross. And it's the only way I can get to you because you're my father. Congratulations. You are saved. Oh, Lord, all over the world. We give you honor, Lord. We glorify you. We give you the honor you deserve. And we lift you up and we praise you. Thank you for bringing truth to us. Lord, let us be able to take it out and use it. Give us the words you would have us say. Show us what we need to do. Every need shall bow every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord you are royalty you're God's precious stone you're the most important thing precious thing to God don't you let anybody ever tell you different. I know many of us have gone through life as youngsters and we've heard that, that we don't amount to much, that we're not worth anything, but that's a lie from the enemy. God died for you. He laid down his life so that you could live. So you and I can be here right now at this time, this place. Let's not take this lightly, folks. Give Him glory right where you are. Raise your hands in the air. 
I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep praising God because I feel the Holy Spirit moving this morning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved. It saved a rich, rich like me. I was, was lost, oh, but now I'm found. I was blind, I was blind, but now I see. I was blind, but now I see. Oh, I love you all so much. I really appreciate you all. I got to get my little Kleenex here. Do you all cry whenever you're in the presence of God? Um, I do, and it's been happening more. I don't know why I do sometimes, but when I get in God's presence, I just start tearing up and tears come. And sometimes, sometimes I can't speak. Uh, do you all have the same situation? Do you run into it? Yeah, Betty says always, yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, I want to bring Shanita on. I know we have prayer requests and praise reports. Folks, we're not done. I feel the Holy Spirit still moving this morning. Let's, um, let's bring Shanita on here. Let's add her to the stage. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. So... Anything out of today's message you want to talk about? Hmm. Yeah, it's. I appreciate that reminder to stay pliable, to stay humble, to stay sensitive. Yeah. Did it make sense that we're supposed to give people forgive people, but don't forgive demons? Of course. Well, a lot of people. For years, I didn't understand that. So anyway, okay, what kind of uh, praise reports do we have? What kind of prayer requests? Let's get to the prayer request. Well, uh, we are saying happy birthday to Betty this week, and thank you for all the ways you volunteer and you give, and we are praying. Happy birthday, Betty. All right. Sweet healing, and we are praying for Kimmy, still in the hospital after several weeks, for um, Ashley's son and Zane and her daughter with health issues. Roberta is, um, she has an idea to fund, or an idea for an invention, and that would tremendously fund Last Evangelist. And so she's praying that that will come to fruition. And we're praying for Kay and for healing for Edwin, Edith's brother. He's in the hospital, not able to speak or move, and still in isolation, sadly. Um, and we're also praying for uh, Robin's healing and for his lamb's healing. Awesome. That's great. All right, Shanita, God bless you. I appreciate it. You're such a wonderful part of my life and a part of the ministry. God bless you. You have really blessed me this week. Thank you. And I appreciate everyone praying for our housing. God has met that need for this week. And I'm yep. We're living week by week on the housing, aren't we? And you know what? I talked about last week how we had to leave where we were at. And uh, it, it was, we had to trust God on that. You know, I did. I had to trust God. And I had so many people call and step up to us and say, David, you always have a place. You all can come to our house. And you know, Shanita, 
I was so touched with that. I can't tell you how much it just, it filled my heart. And, uh, but anyway, all right. I love you. I appreciate it. Love you. And Christy tells us that one of the things she appreciates about this community is the Christ-centered aspect and the inclusiveness and the ability to network and the relationship building. So we are very thankful for each stone family who interacts with the others and makes them feel part of the family. Oh, absolutely. We all all we are all God's stones. I believe every person that's with right now with us with this ministry is a very specific selected stone handpicked by God mm-hmm. to go into this wall. You know, each ministry I believe is a wall and this is a wall that we're building. It's not my wall, not your wall, it's God's wall. He's building it. I'm just a stone like everyone else. But sometimes we get chipped, you know, sometimes we have something going on and we've got to repent and we've got to get cleansed. Uh, And repentance isn't just about, hey, I did something dirty, God, would you cleanse me? It's about, God, I need to make a decision. I need to stop doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. I want to repent. I want to turn the other way. I want to do what you would have me do. So uh, I'm so glad that God allows us to have an altar here. And, and he allows us to have the uh, the passion to repent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also, too, if anybody wants to pray for us, they can contact us. Uh, and if you would like to donate, um, it'd be nice to have some monthly partners. I know some of you are, and I appreciate it. Appreciate uh, that. But that tells us that each month we can count on being able to continue mm-hmm. on Folks, we're, we're just little people with a little uh, voice, with a little ministry, but we got a big God, okay? And so I love you guys. If you would like to donate, um, what is it, Shanita, 844-806-0006 or davidhevener.tv forward slash give or the word chosen, text the word chosen to 91999, right? Yep. yep. We appreciate you all so much. Yep. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you, Shanita. I love you. Love you. All right. Love you guys. Um, All right. Let's go to the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Right now, I'm praying for each and every word that came out of Shanita's mouth and also those that couldn't make it through the chat, through to Shanita for prayer. God, you know your people. You know their needs. Right now, we're commanding a healing in Jesus' name. We're commanding that healing. Of course, Lord, like every week, we pray for the unborn. We pray for their salvation, for their protection. We pray for children that have have been abused, are being abused. Right now, we come against the demons, and we send those demons back to hell. We ask, Father, that you give our children protection and comfort. And there are people out there, right? There's a lady out there right now, very lonely, fighting loneliness. I'm asking God that you give her uh, a... that you give her a hedge of protection, but wisdom too. Wisdom like she's never had. There's someone out there dealing with teeth. You have problems with your teeth. We're commanding a healing over those teeth, that that pain is gone and the infection is gone. Uh, there's someone out there dealing with it, it, the sexual organs. You're having problems. We're commanding that healing in Jesus' name. And there's a family out there. I'm not sure if it's a parent 
that is struggling with the family to keep it together. And I'm asking right now for a restoration of this family and any and all families that uh, to, to hold these families together. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys. Uh, like every week, please consider, um, hey, I got a last evangelist cap here. Uh, we have this and we got the mugs and we got the t-shirts and stuff. Consider supporting the ministry. Um, you can do that by going to lastevangelist.com and you can pick up, pick up some merchandise, the books and the DVDs. Um, and then also it helps us finish up episode two, which we're almost finished. All right. I love you guys. Let's go to the Lord with this song. He is Lord. Yeah, He is Lord. Yeah, He has risen from the dead. And He is Lord. Every Shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. One more time, He's alive. He's alive. Oh, you're alive, Lord. You are alive. Oh, you've risen from the dead, and you are alive. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I love you guys. See you tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Uh, Monday night. I love you all. God bless you. Oh, by the way, I never say this, but I, I feel like I should, that if you'll um, pass this video around, like and subscribe. Um, if I hope you're on davidhevener.tv. If not, please go and sign up, davidhevener.tv. Um, but um, I want, I'm asking um, that more people can, can meet us and hear God's word and be part of our family. Uh, we pray that in Jesus' name. Thank you. I love you guys. God bless you. Bye-bye.